In the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on the 1st of August. And uh, just when you think you had nothing to talk about uh, the sporting world, all kind of news out there this morning. Of course, the big news, uh, the death of uh, Bill Russell, NBA great, uh, native Louisianian. I always thought Jeff, uh, he was from Shreveport. I don't know why. And then this morning I see uh, notes in Monroe. Yeah. And even West Monroe, uh, I've seen a few articles uh, stating he was from that area, lived there too. I guess he was eight or nine years old. And, of course, with the old Jim Crow, Jim Crow laws, his dad uh, felt an opportunity more, and they moved out to Northern California is where he settled and uh, – and became a star playing for the Dons of San Francisco, two-time NBA, ch- I mean, uh, NCAA champion. Along that, with, that was uh, the only scholarship offer he had. That's right. He, Can you believe just, that? Just across the bay from where he was living. Of course, uh, he never was. He never did fill out, if, so to speak, meaning he was probably six, nine, or ten, probably weighed on two hundred ten pounds. Uh, but the southpaw, war number six, could do it all. And uh, just a great defensive player in the mm. NBA. Chief. I, I saw one quote and saw so many stories yesterday uh, with his passing that uh, one of his coaches uh, pulled him over when he left his feet to block a shot. <laughs> says, no defender gets up off the, the ground, right. man. Keep your feet on the ground. And he was like, no, I think this works better. And he, uh, yeah, he, he just... Uh, he and uh, Casey Jones, his uh, running mate at uh, San Francisco, ended up with the Celtics, both of them. And Russell, I saw somewhere in the 56 NBA draft, he was the second pick. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to figure out who was the first pick, you know, in that 1956. Uh, of course, that was a season, 56-57 in the NBA, where they won the NBA championship that year. The following year, the St. Louis Hawks won it with Baton Rouge native Bob Pettit. And then the Celtics go on to knock out the, the whole 60s, except for one fluke of a year where the 76ers with Chamberlain, that, uh, Hal the, Greer. Was it the 76ers, or were they known as the Warriors? The, well, they, the, 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 the Warriors moved from Philadelphia to uh, San Francisco in 62, somewhere in there, and uh, 60 maybe. And then the uh, Philadelphia 76, I think, moved from another area to become the 76ers. A lot of the Jazz uh, moved to Utah, and then the, the, uh, uh, the, the Pelicans uh, uh, came about. But uh, that 67, I think it was the 67, 68, or 66, 67 uh, Sixers, 76ers team set the NBA record for winning percentage. They went like 68 and 13 or something in that nature with Chamberlain, Hal Greer, uh, Chet Walker, Lucius Jackson, and Wally Jones, and the sixth man on that team was Billy Cunningham, and they ended up dethroning the uh, Celtics after they'd won from 59 to 66, I guess, uh, the NBA championship. They go on to win it, and of course, that was it. Chamberlain's traded to the Lakers, and the Lakers and the Celtics built up the rivalry that uh, it is today, but it even started earlier because uh, Elgin Baylor and Jerry West won those Lakers teams and just could never beat the Celtics with uh, with Bill Russell and Cousy in the earlier years along with uh, 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 Tommy Heinsohn and uh, Bailey Howell and uh, Larry Siegfried and, uh, and then Havlicek and that group uh, come along and uh, just endless Celtics. Uh, of course, everybody thought uh, Red Auerbach was the greatest coach uh, Take away Bill Russell, and I guarantee you they don't win. The Celtics don't win many NBA championships. Never a big scorer, too, Jeff. He uh, rebounding and shot blocking defense was his uh, forte, and he even I, I'm not even sure he might have led the league in assists one one year. But uh, Bill Russell, what a player! And and give uh, kudos to Red Auerbach. You're right. Maybe he isn't the coach without Bill Russell, but he recognized. Yes. The talent that was because Bill Russell. And, Russell was drafted by someone else. St. The, Louis. Yeah, and the, and the Celtics traded for yeah, him. Yeah. That's right. So a Bob Pettit, Bill Russell team, gee. And then, then Red uh, steps down as coach and names Bill Russell player coach, and they go on to win two more. <laughs> and and right. I, I had forgotten about that until I saw it that's yesterday. Right. That he was truly the first black head coach of a major uh he American was. sports. That's team. right. That's right. And uh, you know, a couple of things about him. 
he had the most, and I saw this, and I agree 100%. He had the most infectious laugh that uh, you could have. And he had a great sense of humor, too. Uh, I know, forget, back in the late 60s, uh, Jet Kid Cook, who had owned the Lakers at the time, had put all the, they were playing the seventh game of the NBA championship in the forum. And Jet Kid Cook had put all these uh, blue and gold or blue and yellow balloons up in the, uh, up in the top of the forum for the, the, the game seven of the NBA championship. And, of course, uh, late in the game, the Lakers made a run at him. Will Chamberlain, Butch Van Breekhoff, pulled Chamberlain out the game and put in Mel Counts, who did a pretty good job, but the Lakers couldn't beat the Celtics that night, and they the Celtic players were laughing and giggling about the balloons up in the uh, – Mm-hmm. Up on the top of the fourth, what they're going to do with those balloons and all after the game? So, and Bill Russell was just giggling like a, a, a high school girl about that. It was pretty funny. And uh, and uh, Jack Kidcook, I don't know what he ended up doing with those balloons. Who knows? Uh, but uh, you know what's something else I saw? He was the MVP of the league. It was on the second team of the All NBA. Uh, <laughs> You know, back in the day with the NBA, and some of those games back then, Jeff, weren't even broadcast for the NBA championship. Oh, no. no. You know, I mean, I I remember even into the 70s until really the Showtime era of the Lakers and Celtics, Bird and Magic Johnson, tape delay. You know, I would see a lot of those NBA final games after the news. They'd put him up against Johnny Carson. That's right. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. And you know what I ended up doing? I ended up having one of those all-band radios. I'd pick up on the Armed Forces Network uh, to listen to Johnny Most, who was the uh, Celtic. Johnny Most. Who yes. was the Celtics uh, broadcaster, and you could pick it up Until on the Armed Forces. It was like Forces. 100. Yeah. <laughs> he was there for a long time. Yeah, Johnny Most. How did Jack steals the ball? Yeah, just uh, anyway, Johnny Most. uh famous uh, Boston Celtic uh, broadcaster. Anyway, of course, um, well, and you can't talk about Bill Russell without talking about his activism. Yes. And uh, again, he put his money where his mouth is. At times he, he sacrificed because of it. And you got to remember him for that. And then, you know, just minutes to hour later, you hear that Nichelle Nichols passes away. She was uh, 89, uh, Lieutenant Uhuru on Star Trek, the original That's Star right. Trek. That's and right. There was a, a lot of grief about uh, a black woman having such a big role on that show, and she dealt with a lot of uh, racism and pushback, and she uh, herself became an activist and continued to be. Uh, it, just amazing that the two uh, passed away yeah. so close together, or at least announced so close together. Yeah, uh, but uh, Russell just, uh, I can remember him. Uh, and one thing... He knew the game of basketball, and by that I want to – this is something that comes into play. I'll never forget this. He's There There may be three seconds left to go in the game, and they're down – the Celtics are down by a point. He's telling his, uh, his players – you know, we're not sure if that's 2.7 seconds left in the game or if that's 3.4 seconds left in the game. That's how far – that was before the digital uh, numbers came out with uh, basketball. <laughs> but that's how deep he thought. You know, we need to think – got to think that's 2.7 seconds, even though it shows a three – it's probably it's not going to be three four. We got to look at it as two point seven seconds yeah. left and things like that. He knew the game and he thought through things and uh, those the, that astuteness uh, that I caught with him that afternoon uh, watching that Sunday afternoon game told me a lot about how a deep thinker he was in the game of basketball and that was before the hundreds of a second showed up uh, in uh, on these clocks which you see today and Bill Russell just. Uh, just a, a thought through the game, defensive-minded, uh, not only 11 NBA titles, but two NCAA titles, a gold medal in the Olympics in 56 over in Melbourne. So he, In fact, uh, he started his NBA season late because uh, of that's that. Right. That's right, because they played it in the summer over there, which is the opposite. It was winter here, and it's summer uh, way down under uh, in Australia, so in Melbourne. So... 
uh, Bill Russell, uh, born in uh, Monroe, West Monroe, I've heard. But I always thought he was born in Shreveport. I never thought he was born in Monroe. It's all the same up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. But uh, you're right. Uh, and uh, because of the uh, discrimination and all, uh, Dad uh, wanted a better-paying job, looking for opportunity, moved out to California back in, uh, I guess, the – Oh, right around World War II, somewhere in there. And, uh, in fact, I, I there. saw that his dad worked in an ammunitions plant. Yeah, okay. Something to that effect. And uh, just came out there, and as you mentioned earlier, was his only uh, scholarship offer for the University of San Francisco, the Dons. And <laughs> what a difference he made for the Dons. He and Casey Jones were on that team together. And, yeah, uh, I, I saw an interesting thing. You, you mentioning Casey Jones. Casey Jones could not finish that second season because of eligibility like it ran out with four games left in the season it was uh, it had to be I'm, I'm sure the rule is different now that that would not happen but i'm not sure i'd love to see and go deeper into why he ran out of eligibility with like four games to go that's right that's right and uh, unbelievable and the type of human being he was the uh, something that I knew about this, I remember reading about this years ago, that Will Chamberlain was a bachelor his whole life, even though he had people leading to believe that he had so many relations with other women. Didn't he put it in a book? Yeah, 20,000. Something I think he made a, a, a number. I don't know how could you figure that. Anyway, but he'd have Will Chamberlain over for Thanksgiving and Christmas with his family to celebrate uh, the two big rivals who were dear friends from what I understand. And Chamberlain would go uh, have Thanksgiving dinner with the Russell family along with uh, uh, Christmas holidays. So uh, even though there were rivals on the court, and, and, you know, Chamberlain used to wear rubber bands for good luck. I don't know why, but he won two NBA championships, one with the 76ers and one with the Lakers uh, in that uh, glory year in 72 with uh, Goodrich and West. And uh, Baylor ended up retiring early, and Happy Harrison came along. But uh, anyway, uh, Bill Russell, uh, dead at 88, and uh, just a genuine man, would not sign autographs. Hmm. We'd rather talk to you than sign an autograph. And uh, just to show you what kind of man he was. So I uh, wasn't a real big believer in signing autographs, kids, adults, whoever. And... Uh, and like I said, had that most infectious laugh. Uh, anyway, uh, with that, so uh, Bill Russell, uh, iconic NBA player. Uh, I'm not so sure the NBA might think about naming an award after him. You know, in that regard, I don't know in what uh, issue they could do it. Well, if Defensive Player of the Year isn't, uh, wouldn't be an honor. I don't yeah. know if it's already named for anybody, but yeah, that that would be one. Uh, but he just uh, he was the game and the Celtics. We're sort uh, of like a Walter Payton Award. Yeah, uh, you that's know, for right. what they do off the court or off the field that's in the right. case of football. Yeah, Bill Russell. Just uh, what more can you say? Uh, we've pretty pretty much covered most everything of him. I remember seeing his birthday was, in, well, I want to say, February of 34 he was born, February 12th, maybe February 10th, somewhere in there. Uh, not sure with that, uh, his legacy, but 88 years of age, Bill Russell, uh, what, a, what a player, what a coach, what a man. Yeah, you know, he didn't, he was not always a successful coach. Coached in Seattle. Uh, That's right. To a mediocre level, uh, I, I want to say. Uh, it wouldn't have been the Sacramento Kings, but maybe the Kansas City Kings before they moved to uh, Sacramento. But uh, might, it might have been it might have been Sacramento. Uh, he, I know he did coach other than the Celtics. Uh, I'm I'm pulling that up on his bio right now. Uh, let's see, in Mercer Island. I'm not sure where that is, but that's where he called home up in uh, Wash State of Washington. Uh, with that, uh, yeah, the Sacramento Kings, eighty-eight, seven, eighty-eight. Okay, so it was, so like it was one that year, late, yeah. yeah, and seventy-three to seventy-seven with the SuperSonics, and did the SuperSonics? It was the next year they won the NBA championship with Sigma and that crowd. I want to say in seventy-eight, maybe. Yeah, they beat the or seventy-nine, maybe. It might have been seventy-nine. Known as the Bullets then. Yeah, Lenny. Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. The, the head coach, yeah, Lenny Wilkins. Yeah, Lenny Wilkins. Uh, but uh, Russell maybe had put together that team you know, when you think about it, seventy-three to seventy-seven. Of course, the Celtics from sixty-six to sixty-nine as a coach, and fifty-six to sixty-nine as a player. 
and uh, probably first player coach in the – I'm trying to recall if there were any uh, player coaches in the NBA at that time. I, I can't recall. 11-time NBA uh, champion, uh, five-time most valuable player, 12-times NBA All-Star, NBA All-Star game MVP, three-time All-NBA first team. That's what I was telling you earlier. He was on the – he won the uh, MVP award in the league, but yet he was on the second team. <laughs> That's – I can't – I don't – I can't – go figure course he was all uh defensive nba team i think that was something that was brought out in the late 60s they didn't have that earlier four-time nba rebounding champion of course he got the nba lifetime achievement award uh nba anniversary team 25th 35th 50th 75th of course his number six is retired by the celtics two-time ncaa champion ncaa outstanding uh player in 55 the upi player of the year in 56 Two-time Helms Player of the Year in 55-56. Two-time Consensus First Team All-American. Was the West Coast Conference Player of the Year in 56. Then his number six with the Dons was retired, too. And also he was honored uh, by uh, President Barack Obama with the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2011. And you you think he'd have gotten that award a lot earlier than that uh, with all the things that he did. Of course, as a coach, two-time NBA champ. Uh, 14,522 points. He averaged 15.1 points a game, but 22.5 rebounds a game and 4.3 assists. And uh, this, yeah, you know, Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, Basketball Hall of Fame coach, uh, uh, FIBA Hall of Fame as a player, College Basketball Hall of Fame. And I think he was in the first class when the College Basketball Hall of Fame was initiated in 2005 or six. I don't think he showed up, though. I think he, he he didn't necessarily think people should be immortalized just because they can play a sport. Yeah, he's, he had a lot of... Uh, uh, but, you know, just like, you know, a lot of people say, hey, we, we need to remember who our true heroes are, you know, when we talk about veterans or, or things like that, uh, because a lot of folks, uh, again, it's great to have a talent, uh, but are they heroes? Yeah. You know, that kind of a situation. And Bill Russell kind of had that attitude. Yeah, he yeah. sure did. Stood six foot ten, two point oh eight me- in meters. He had a seven foot four wingspan. Uh, <laughs> shot blocking and man to man defense were major reasons the Celtics' dominance. And that there's no more truth than that. Uh, Russell was equally notable for his rebounding abilities, and and all. But uh, he's just one of two NBA players. The other being, you know, Wilt the Still to have grabbed more than fifty rebounds in a game. That's that's just unheard of today. You know, if you got 20 in a game, you're a big-time rebounder. And they, they averaged 20 a game back then. And uh, he was just one of the uh, black pioneers, Earl Lloyd being, I think, the first, along with Chuck Cooper and Sweetwater Clifton. Uh, those were players. Uh, he was the first uh, black player to achieve superstar status in the NBA. Also served as a player coach, you know, for three seasons, we mentioned. And uh, becoming the first North American professional sports uh, to win a championship. And as I mentioned, Barack Obama honored him with the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, just, man, you can go on and on with this gentleman. And uh, what more can I say about him? But still, I, when I think of him, I, I think of that infectious laugh he had. <laughs> it was just, he had, a, he had a great one then. Married his college sweetheart, too, Rose Swisher. And uh, they had three children, a daughter, Karen Russell. I think she was interviewed a, a little bit uh, over the last few, uh, day. And uh, anyway, what more can I say? Uh, just uh, Bill Russell, uh, just a member of uh, anything uh, and everything. So anyway, his death, Mercer Island, not quite sure where that is up in the state of Washington. But uh, uh, apart years, from natural causes, never saw anything giving a cause of death. Yeah. And, and it seemed the way... He was surrounded by his wife. Uh, It wasn't sudden. It it must have been coming. And uh, while we often hear of people in their final days, uh, Bill Russell probably wasn't that guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And he's he's the type of player just uh, in in his private life, too, even though he he got involved in uh, a lot of the humanitarian uh, uh, calls, uh, also an activist with... uh, with the black community he'd like to see uh and uh, you know i mentioned to you off the air and this and people don't realize up in boston 
Boston uh, historically had been uh, basically a, a just anti everything, and yeah, uh, it was not the most progressive city no, by any means. Yeah, and you know, uh, as we mentioned, even off the air, Boston, the Red Sox were the last team to hire or uh, make play of a player in Pumpsy Green, and uh, the, uh, they, they they did things. Uh, they were pretty tough on uh, Russell up there, and uh, he he accepted it and moved on. And, uh, and breaking it, news: Deshaun Watson, six games. That's it. Wow. Yeah, but again, the commissioner can right. come back. That's right. We'll, we'll get deeper into that in a bit. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. But uh, let's go ahead and end this up with uh, Bill Russell. Uh, took our first segment today, and uh, like I said uh, earlier in the broadcast, you always wonder what we'd speak about today. And lo and behold, hate to talk about the death of a, a historic NBA player, but uh, you, you got to mention Bill Russell, and with regard to uh, being one of the, if not the greatest player in the NBA history. And uh, 11 NBA titles. Voted as such in 1980. And then, you know, a guy named Michael Jordan rolls around, and maybe that changes. And Bill Russell would be okay with that, too. Yeah. Because he would understand how things can change. Yeah, the Records much. are made to be broken kind of stuff. That's right. Native Louisiana and Bill Russell passes away yesterday at the age of 88. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and take our first break this morning. You listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports. No bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board-certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to answer to pain.com. LSU Tiger fans keep up with all the action with Tiger Rag's daily e-newsletter. Subscribe now by going to TigerRag.com. You can also receive breaking information on Twitter at Tiger underscore Rag. For 42 years, Tiger Rag Magazine, the Bible of LSU sports. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on this big Monday, the 1st of August. Uh, and with that, uh, of course, in our first segment, talking about the late, great uh, Bill Russell, who passed away yesterday at the age of 88, uh, will be uh, remembered uh, totally in uh, sports as a player, coach, and Olympian, uh, college player, and, and all. But here uh, today, you said, Jeff, earlier, just moments ago, breaking news with uh, Deshaun Watson. They thought we'd hear something sometime this morning, and uh, we have heard uh, what the uh, verdict has been out, I guess sent out in the last uh, few minutes. Deshaun, uh, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, he will be suspended six games for violation of the NFL's personal conduct policy after a ruling from former federal judge Sue Robinson. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network confirmed the news as well. Watson will not be fined, according to Schefter. In March of 2021, attorney Tony Busby announced all the lawsuits uh, that had been filed. A total of 25 were filed, and Apparently all of them but one are settled. Three of the last four 
were settled, uh, announced either yesterday or early this morning. Interesting, too, that uh, six-game suspension uh, in that regard. uh, Which has been kind of a a steady theme for personal conduct, just that there's so many counts of breaking that personal conduct policy that I thought they would give them a little something more than that. Well, what I have here... uh, put out by a staff writer from ESPN that Cleveland Browns quarterback will serve a six-game suspension for violating league's personal conduct policy following accusations of sexual misconduct. Disciplinary officer and a judge, Sue L. Robinson, uh, ruled Monday a source told ESPN. Uh, the Players Union in a statement Sunday night made it clear it would stand by Robinson's ruling and urge the NFL to do the same. Uh, either side would have three days to submit an appeal in writing. In that case, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell or his designatee will issue a written decision that will constitute full and final and complete disposition, disposition, I should say, of the dispute for terms of Article 46 in the CBA. Watson had been accused of sexual assault and inappropriate conduct with doing massage sessions and civil lawsuits by 25 women. The uh, encounters cited in the lawsuits took place between March of 2020 and 2021, while Watson was a member of the Texans, one of 25 lawsuits was dropped following a judge's ruling in April of 21 that the plaintiffs needed to amend their petitions to disclose their names. In June, Watson settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits he was facing. On Monday, he agreed to settle three of the remaining four, according to the Houston attorney, Tony Busby, who represents the woman suing Watson. Last month, the Texans reached a settlement with 30 women who made claims or were prepared to make claims against the organization for its alleged role regarding the allegations against Watson. Robinson heard the arguments from the league union, Watson's attorney, during the three-day hearing held in her home state of Delaware in late June. The NFL had pushing for a suspension of at least a year, while the NFLPA, the Players Association, in that regard, Watson's attorney argued that the quarterback should not be suspended at all. The sides discussed potential settlement all the way up, though the hearing, and but could not agree to a deal. So now we hear the outcome. Of course, like you said earlier, Jeff, uh, the commissioner's got the final say. So while they went through all of this, when the commissioner can say yes or no, I guess that's his way of saying, you know, y'all, uh, we'll, we'll handle it. But uh, y'all, y'all make a decision, see what you want to do on the civil side with the, the laws. And if I agree with it, we'll go from there. But uh, he still can hammer him. No fines. I think you mentioned in an article, no fines. I find that hard to believe. I I do, too. Uh, Of course, uh, he is paying restitution to the women, if you you will. But uh, apparently yesterday, the Players Association released a statement ahead of the ruling saying it would not appeal the decision and called on the league to do the same. Uh, So, uh, again, we shall see. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Watson, uh, you know, he's got uh, – and, you know, the days leading up to uh, the judge's decision, the league and Watson uh, did not engage in further settlement talks, uh, but neither side uh, ever felt they were close to an agreement. The most Watson side indicated was willing to offer was a suspension in the range of six to eight games, according to sources. The best league indicated it was willing to offer a 12-game suspension – and in that regard, and a significant fine in the range of $8 million. And if his suspension is upheld, Watson will be able to participate in practice during the preseason. He will also be able to allow to return to the Browns and practice during the second half of the suspension. But he will not be allowed to be with the team during the first half of the suspension. So, And, you know, the two grand juries in Texas declined to pursue criminal charges against him. Yeah. So earlier this year, so the NFL has been investigating whether it violated a personal conduct policy uh, since last year. Watson has continually denied all wrongdoing. He says he has no regrets for any of his actions. Watson also said he cooperated with the NFL's investigation, answered every question truthfully, and he was asked by league investigators. And of course, you know, he was traded uh, for by Cleveland. And uh, in March, and three first-round draft picks went to the Texans. Cleveland then gave Watson a five-year contract with $230 million fully guaranteed, the richest deal in uh, NFL history. So uh, we'll just wait to see what uh, takes place today with uh, Commissioner Goodell, if he agrees with what uh, the judges uh, outlined. You know, I said before I thought he would, uh, but then I didn't think it would be so low. 
Yeah, uh, I think that's a slap on the wrist, so to speak. Uh, of course, he did settle with uh, the other, uh, I guess you can't say injured, but uh, the other uh, accusers. And uh, I think 20 of the 24 months ago, and then three out the last four, and then one was thrown out, it looked like. So um, we'll see what uh, what's gonna what's gonna take place. Uh, the Browns, they've got to be pretty much uh, oh, taking a big sigh of relief. Oh, you're not oh, kidding! I mean, the investment they put in that. Uh, uh, you know, a whole year they well six games is a suspension. That's enough. He can't be he can be there for preseason, but come once the season starts, he's got a vamoose. Interesting though that he can practice with the team the second three weeks of that suspension. I guess in an effort. You don't want to put a player onto the field that might be risking injury because he True. hasn't been able to practice. And that well, you got to keep him sharp, though. You know, yeah. uh, being away from the game. And I think we have a caller. Let's uh, give it a shot. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, good morning, guys. What's hey, up? good morning. So, so, relatively speaking, I mean, of course, with the, with Goodell, nothing is ever sold <laughs> out fairly. But you would have to think. You'd have to think this is relatively uh, good news for Alvin Kamara if you if you oh, yeah. care. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I can't. I don't know. Other than the videotape existing. <laughs> but, you know, you're right. I mean, rape is a whole lot better than – man, there are fights all over the place. I mean, players get suspended for one or two games with fights. So uh, how that video is going to play up uh, with Watson only suspended six games? Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I think uh, the, well, the hearing scheduled again for today has already been continued. I think twice, but um, and I guess kind of the thing that gets forgotten because he's not as prominent of a player. But but you've got another player involved in that too, in, in uh, Lemons, the cornerback from Kansas City. So it's actually you know two pending suspensions uh, with that fight. Right. Uh, but um, you know, I, I mean, I would think you know again, just kind of looking at the two. Thing. I know it's kind of apples and oranges in a, in a way, but uh, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of optimistic now. Uh, maybe a, a couple of games, three games, something like that. Um, as opposed, to, I was definitely prepared for six games. Now it still may be. Who knows? You know, again, that's right. Goodell, it's crazy, and I don't know. Did, did the Vegas police um, drop charges uh, as far as? Uh, Criminal charges, or is no? That I think that's what today's hearing is all about. That's yeah. a, the criminal case. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Unless he did, the, so, you know, they'll throw some money at the uh, defendant. Who knows what? Uh, I'm sure there've been talks yeah. going on between attorneys uh, since the incident. I mean, I'm no attorney, and maybe Eric Hike can come <laughs> on and chime in on this. But um, it would seem like, from what I've seen on the video, and it's, it's limited surveillance video. It doesn't seem like Camaro started the fight. He definitely jumped in. He tumbled the guy when the guy was down. But, you know, it's almost like more like accessory to battery or, or you know, I, I, again, not being a, a legal expert, I have no idea what, what they, they could uh, pursue. But uh, you would think in Vegas, like you said, this happens every night, 365 days a year. Oh, yeah. and think there would be some sense of leniency now because, you know because it's it's an nfl player do they want to set an example i don't know on the other hand if vegas will be the permanent home for the whatever you call the pro bowl now i think glorified flag football but is that supposed to be the new permanent home i have not heard anything to that effect the only thing i've heard is the future of the pro bowl game or something like it uh, maybe in that off week uh, is to be determined, but it I, I don't expect it to be what we've seen the last few years. Yeah, it's been a joke. But I was thinking if it if it was supposed to go back to Vegas every year, because I mean they've it was you know the, the thing in Hawaii was was great because the players you know took their families on vacation and, and the game still was terrible, but at least it was something for them to kind of you know to look right. forward to and. and um, but it lately it's kind of bounced around a few different places, and, and I, I just didn't know if they were trying to make it a permanent uh, thing in Vegas. Because I was thinking if that was the case, then Vegas, um, you know, you know how the court system works. They probably would be a little more lenient to try to 
keep the game in in Vegas. But sure, uh, that, I have you know I have a thousand conspiracy theories when it comes to uh, the Saints, you know, uh, and Goodell. So um, personally, what I'd like see. to see is maybe a skills competition of sort that they could televise and have a little fun with, and a fan experience at the site of the Super Bowl the next week. You know, it would be in that off week, that off weekend, do something uh, big for the fans, especially because the Super Bowl City fans don't necessarily get to benefit from the Super Bowl, the game itself, uh, but maybe some ancillary things, maybe do something like that. In fact, the first year the Pro Bowl was in Miami, the year the Saints were in the Super Bowl. I thought that was the perfect scenario. Have the Pro Bowl there where fans can at least have access to that game if they can't have access to the Super Bowl. Yeah, just make it a glorified meet-and-greet type of thing with yeah. the players where they can sign off, take pictures, throw throw balls to kids, maybe do a little uh, ju- junior clinic, you know, kind of teach skills to the kids. And, and like you said, you, yeah, you can uh, uh, definitely, you could actually do like the old Battle of the Network stars and kind of do, you know, uh, you know, weird competition. Like the, I used to enjoy the uh, the tug of war. You know, where you had and and at one point it seemed like you had that that kind of stuff going on at the Pro Bowl too. I know one year they used to have a rookie game, and then that's when one of the I think Patriots rookies tore up an Achilles and never played again in the league. They used to play in sand. It was a sand football um, game, and um, I think that's when it was in Hawaii. Um, so yeah, there's not you know you can get injured. As you can see in training camp, just warming up. You know, you you don't have to have full contact. But I can see why they don't go out. You know, try in in the Pro Bowl. I mean, uh, now the thing is, ninety nine percent of these guys having their contract written That's bonus right. for making the Pro Bowl, so they they definitely want to get that honor. But I'm with y'all. Just you know, I'd rather just watch them play. You know, watch them play Madden against each other and trash That's talk. That's right. Watch That's right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> You're right. More, more fun. You know, or uh, uh, you know, have a have a basketball game or something, or That's a softball right. game with the, rather than actually a football game. You know, you yeah. could, you could uh, it up a little bit. But um, anyway, like I said, as you know, as a Saints fan, I'm I'm definitely a, a little uh, optimistic with if you compare, you know. Well, apples to apples. Well, with all the videos that are taken by uh, phones today, you wonder what started the fight and who initiated the fight. So uh, that right, you, you don't know those uh, either. What, what took place or how it took place was this guy said something or made a remark or oh, took a swing or who who knows what uh, initiated this uh, fight. And I think that's going to come yeah. into play too. Yeah, he was. Uh, you know, the guy himself was. was was uh, obviously very intoxicated and, and was uh, talking a lot of junk and and I you know he made some pro- think what I read was personal comments and then it escalated from there yep. so um, so we you know like you said we'll see but um, uh, you know like, like I said with Goodell I just wish it would be look I I get personal conduct you you have a brand you're trying to protect uh, but just be consistent with the punishments you know and no, no one in the history of the NFL will ever get. Um, uh, a suspension like Sean Payton got for you know Bounty Gate supposedly, yeah. and Greg Will, you know, um, and that not and then you know Robert Kraft, if my memory serves me right, was involved in a sting operation where he was in the massage parlor deal. That's right. I don't think thing ever be. No, they dropped the charges, uh, evidence uh, issues. Uh, they they the video that they had him on was ruled ineligible uh, to introduce into court, uh, into the testimony, so they dropped the charges after that. Yeah, when you got plenty of money, you can get away with things like that. So, uh, Well, the Patriots have been, you know, long been uh, uh, Goodell's darling. I mean, look how many times they've really gotten caught cheating. Um, uh, you know, filming practices and the deflate, you know, all that stuff. And they might lose a draft, a seventh-round draft pick, or something here or there. But it's always a slap on the wrist. It's never a. Well, Brady said four fan. games. Yeah, that's well, right. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't remember that, but um, uh, well, we'll see. You know, we'll. Oh see, yeah, but, uh, time will tell. Let's see what happens today if it's continued or if no, they, yeah. they they go go at it today. That that'll be interesting. Hopefully, we'll see something come over the. 
Uh, can't say the ticker tape anymore. We got to say uh, we'll see something come over the internet. <laughs> At this point, I'd rather get it over with. You know, yes. I know people are saying, "Well, go into next year." Well, you know what? Then you're dealing with the next year too. So uh, uh, let's just, you know, if it's going to happen, get it over with this year. Uh, hopefully, it's early in the season because the schedule definitely is a a lot uh, weaker. You know, the first um, the first part uh, than the second half. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But and and then you know, on the other hand, um, reports out of camp are that the the undrafted free agent running back Abram Smith has looked good. So uh, maybe we don't have to panic with a, a uh, trying to get a, a trade done for you know with another team or something like that. But that's right. Um, but it, it is you know some of the reports out of camp man the defensive that's the other thing i wanted to say so i get i'm looking forward to hopefully today some resolution on this tyron matthew uh situation yeah like um, the, yeah that's interesting what's going on with him you're right yeah because people are definitely in a panic i don't I, i'm not right now but you know what once he deleted all his social media saint stuff uh now people are thinking oh he might he might not play for the saints um uh, but I, I I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you'll um, you know I don't know what the personal matter is, nor nor is it my business. But hopefully um, they can get him back, um, you know, and get some reps. But it, all indications are the defense has just been dominating uh, all the practices so far. So I'm not sure that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, you're right. Um, but <laughs> but um, I, I fully expect the defense to be real good anyway. So all right, guys. Well, okay. we'll, we'll see what happens. Alvin, but um, y'all have a good day, man. All right, appreciate the call in as always. And uh, of course, uh, here on Bayou Sports, uh, we are um, trying to find all the information we can in that regard. So I, I uh, have not seen a story. Yeah, I went back to Wednesday or Thursday, and I couldn't see any preview of today's events. So okay. I am, uh, and I guess we could go deeper. I could probably Google Alvin Kamara, and something might pop up. But uh, so far, nothing. Yeah, and uh, you know, court doesn't start till nine, ten o'clock, uh, wherever it's held, whether it be in Vegas. Vegas, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah so uh, we're looking at maybe another hour or two after that. So because uh, Vegas, I think, is two hours away from us. So if court proceedings start around nine o'clock or even ten for that matter, we're looking at maybe eleven o'clock, uh, twelve o'clock our time. So we'll just keep an eye on uh, that and see if it's continued or if it starts up today. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our second break this morning. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Road, and Sugar Road. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. 
Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Monday, August the 1st. And uh, with that, you know, talking about uh, the two big uh, stories in the news today. Of course, the death of a uh, longtime NBA legend, uh, Bill Russell, Along with our second segment about Alvin Kamara, what's going to take place with he. Deshaun Watson also in the news this morning uh, as he takes a six-game suspension uh, laid on him uh, from the judge, uh, Robinson. who uh, And then, of course, uh, Roger Goodell still have the final say-so on that. And he's made some uh, comments that follow what the judge's uh, uh, thoughts should be and uh, what type of... Uh, fine if he had one which it doesn't look like he will and uh, what kind of season uh, suspension of six games but uh, Alvin Kamara who knows what's going to take place uh, today they're supposed to have a, a hearing on that regard August the 1st up in Las Vegas as I mentioned uh, we're looking at uh, most courts start at 9 uh, 10 o'clock so in a two-hour difference I think in Las Vegas so we're looking at maybe 11 or 12 uh, when they begin who knows when we'll hear anything but the in the meantime, uh, who knows what's, uh, what's going to take place. Yeah, again, that, that would be the earliest. Uh, again, you know, when they're these kind of, uh, it's, it's not like he's on a docket of 50 people. Right. You know, so there's probably a pretty specific time if, again, it is not uh, pushed forward to, or delayed. But uh, I'm sure there's a pretty specific time. And whether or not anything is definitive, maybe it's just a plea hearing, you know? That's right. Um, plea yeah, not yeah. guilty. That's know? right. And then boom, move on. That's right. Set a date. Anyway, uh, other Saint news today. Of course, uh, the fans were able to attend a practice, I believe, over the weekend. Not sure if it was Friday or Saturday. Not Saturday. Okay. I saw. Anyway, collectively, uh, Peyton Turner and Chris Olave have only played in. Uh, uh, well, Peyton Turner's only played in five games. Of course, zero for Alave. But uh, they say after four days of training camp, the second-year defensive end and first-year receiver got the nod. Uh, they're having pretty good camps, they say. Again, let me repeat, that's early. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering the Saints won't don pads for the first time until today. However, if you're a first-year coach, Dennis Allen, you have to be pleased with what you've seen so far with these two guys. And, of course, that's the Saints' uh, number one picks the past two drafts. Turner has been dominant up front using his strength and explosiveness to blow past offensive linemen and wreck havoc. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's why Allen gets asked about Turner's play after every practice. I like it where the kid's at, Allen said. I think he's got talent. I'm excited about him developing. I'll keep it at that for right now. Of course, uh, Turner's uh, start to camp has been refreshing after a rookie season where the injury bug uh, just time and time again hit him and uh, really frustrating, he said. Uh, but... Anyway, he was 28th pick out of the University of Houston in 2021, uh, year two. Who knows? Uh, of course, Davenport on the pulp list right now. I don't think he's ever been removed. I haven't seen an article where he's been removed yet. Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah, he, he's, he's working. He, okay, he's working, but he's still on the physically unable to perform list? Not to my knowledge. Okay. I didn't see where they removed him. Somewhere they put him on it. But he, maybe he's going through the drills like uh, Michael Thomas, but not maybe participating in the – full practice i don't know i know that was the initial situation but okay anyway with alave uh meanwhile hasn't had his uh, turn at the podium to speak uh to the media at yet but his play on the field has spoken volumes he's surely done his part to make the saints decision to trade up in the draft uh it looked good anyway all concerns in recent years about the saints lack of receivers looks like a thing of the past now with alave on board alongside michael thomas and free agent signee jarvis landry it's not often your top three receivers from the year before. Marquez Galloway, Traquan Smith, and Dante Hardy all of a sudden become four, five, and six on the depth chart. So uh, we'll see. Uh, they say Olave has shown speed and big playability, allowed him to average about 15 yards a catch and 35 career touchdowns at Ohio State. His 60-yard touchdown reception at Saturday's practice where his speed uh, passed uh, – Broken coverage has been one of the biggest splash plays of the camp this far. So the guy who launched the pass to Olave has been impressive too. Jameis Winston compares Olave to Chris Goodwin, uh, one of Winston's former teammates uh, at uh, with the Buccaneers. So he's smooth. Uh, we'll see how that's going to transpire there for the uh, Saints and uh, further news. So we had uh, four days in 
<laughs> the, uh, so the the writer says here we had four days in underwear. Now we get to play the game the yeah. way it's supposed to be played uh, in pads. So we'll see how that'll take place here starting today with the Saints on pads out there, practice out in Metairie. And uh, hopes are, are abound. Uh, I think the over and under for the Saints coming out of uh, with the bookies was eight and a half, maybe something of that nature. Of course, you play 17 games. One being in uh, in Mario, England this year against the Vikings. So uh, Saints have a tough schedule. I looked at it uh, recently, and they've got some tough games. They play the Bengals, the Steelers, uh, along with uh, the Browns and the Ravens in the AFC division. And, uh, of course, they'll play uh, the second-place teams in uh, the uh, other divisions, so it's it's a pretty tough uh, pretty tough stack against uh, the Saints. And they, they correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think they play the NFC Central, which is the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears. Mm, and don't the think Lions. that's correct. I don't think nope. the Bears play the Saints this year. Okay, that's maybe. something I usually pay attention to. Yeah, well, the Saints play they play an NFC division other than their own home and home, but they're playing NFC division. And I'm trying to think. Uh, it might be the NFC West they play because they play San Francisco, the Rams, along with uh, the Cardinals, and who is the other team? Uh, the the Seahawks. It's the West, yeah, because they're, yeah, they're, they're playing the Seahawks, Cardinals. Um, let's see, I'm looking for the Rams. Uh, yeah, they play the Rams and 49ers. So. Okay. It is the West. Well, that's that. Yeah, then uh, of course, and they play the, the AFC division is the West too. It looks like, and they play the number two teams in the uh, NFC East and the uh, NFC uh, Central. So that would be uh, I'm trying to remember who finished second in the, the Vikings, along with uh, do they play the Eagles? Yeah, they do play the Eagles. So that would be uh, that's pretty much a schedule with the home and home with uh, their. They're already set teams. No, the division, the North is the AFC team division. That yeah, they play and that's because I see all the North teams on there. Yeah, and that's the Steelers, Steelers the Bengals, Bengals, Browns, yeah. along with uh, should have remembered the Bengals. Come on, yeah, that's Everyone's right. Everyone's so excited yeah, about, about uh, Joe Burrow coming to New Orleans. Apparently, so far so good with the appendix. Uh, we'll hit the playing field when it's uh, appropriate, but uh, so far so good. Uh, in his appendi- appendicitis recovery. Yeah, with these with these surgeries today, man, they might have used a laser. Yeah. You know, instead of going in there and cut him all up. I mean, it's yeah. genius how medicine today has advanced just in the last 10 years, 15 years. So, anyway, but Joe Burrow probably won't miss much practice time at all other than maybe have some soreness in his, uh, what, bottom uh And I'm sure right they will side. limit any contact. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, you're, you're right about that. Which they'd want to limit to begin with. That's why they wear the special jerseys uh, in practice, uh, so you do not hit your own quarterback. Yeah, curious. Of course, the NFL season cranks it up. Uh, thir- is it Thursday night? Pre-se- the Hall yeah. of Fame game, yeah. Jacksonville. Boy, how does Jacksonville gets hoodwinked into all these <laughs> crap games? <laughs> They go to Europe every year. They're more than willing to take it on the chin. Uh, and their attendance isn't great in Jacksonville, so why not? I guess they figure, but uh, they'll play Las Vegas. Yeah, and, yeah. and Jacksonville, what's that? So that gives Florida, what, three teams in uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Jacksonville, along with the Dolphins. Uh, two and a half teams. Uh, well, if that's where you <laughs> want to put it. Uh, very true. And uh, Jacksonville, of course, their number one pick last year was a quarterback, Lawrence, wasn't he, from, uh, yeah. and, from Clemson. You know, that, that season imploded almost from the start. Uh, you know, if you listen to Fournette, if you listen to Trevor Lawrence, uh, the, the addition of the old Eagle coach, whose name is escaping me right now, when he won the Super Bowl a few oh, years from um, North, yeah, he played well, at North Louisiana, North, what was it then? Northeast Louisiana. Yeah, the uh, uh, UL Monroe. Right. Yeah, the uh, coach. Uh, yeah, Peterson. Yeah, Doug Peterson. Yeah, Peterson. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, they're very optimistic there. And again, you got no nowhere else to go but up. So. Boy, you're right about that. And the number one draft pick this year uh, by the uh, Jacksonville, pretty good player, defensive. Wasn't it a defensive player they took uh, from Clemson? I want to say. Anyway. They've got a long way to go. You wonder why Fournette wanted out of there. So uh, he is out of there officially. So Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, anything else, uh, other headlines, Jeff, that uh, 
you care to uh, enunciate on? I do have a couple of NFL notes. Okay. Uh, Debo Samuel, Sam, Samuel. Oh, yes. He um, is going to sign an extension with San Francisco. There is a lot of talk about him wanting to exit, but apparently three-year extension worth $73.5 million max, $71.55 million total, guarantee at $58.1 million. He'll be 29 years entering the last year of his deal, so uh, obviously he's in pretty good shape. And and getting back to Joe Burrow, I did pull up a story. Uh, they're not putting a timetable on Joe Burrow's return, um, but speaking to reporters after Saturday's training camp session, uh, head coach Zach Taylor said his star quarterback will return when he's ready. Uh, Kelsey Conway, the Cincinnati Inquirer, said Burrow had the procedure done after being diagnosed. Conway noted the sentiment around the Bengals organization was the issue. Nothing out of the ordinary. Burrow should be able to return after about a week or so, and so that would be later this week. But again, no reason to rush him. Yeah, I, I, why is that? I mean, you know what he can do. He's accomplished a lot just in his uh, second year leading the Bengals to the Super Bowl, even though they got beat by the Rams. Um, uh, he, you know what he can do, and uh, he, I think he's primed for a really big year in the NFL with the Bengals as uh, – they're putting some more protection around him with offensive linemen. They picked up one from, uh, I think, Tampa Bay and trying to recall who else they brought in. But uh, they're doing their darndest to uh, put a gauntlet around uh, uh, Mr. Joe Burrow. So uh, I think the Bengals will be fine. Uh, they'll, they'll probably challenge and, uh, for the AFC title, another Super Bowl run. We'll see what takes place in that. No doubt. Elsewhere? That's about all I had as far as NFL news and note notes uh, okay. so we can take our last break come back with today in sports history and a few other random notes sure you're listening to bayou sports here august 1st uh, big monday we'll be back with more here on fm 1075 and am 1240 right after this is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one hi this is jake blanchard with la classic roofing we're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years as a locally owned and operated company we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind we offer free estimates and a 100 dollars referral fee for full roof replacement check us out on facebook at la classic roofing and the number to call is 465-3888 la classic roofing professional roofing solutions since the 1950s Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports. No bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on uh, Monday, August the 1st here. As we're beginning a brand new month here on Bayou Sports. 
today in sports history, uh, 1924, Brooklyn pitcher Dazzy Vance strikes out a major league record seven consecutive batters as the Robins. That's right, folks. <laughs> the Dodgers were known as the Robins back then. The, they were first known as the Trolley Dodgers, and then I think they went to Robins and then finally to the Dodgers. They beat the Cubs 4 nothing. The record now is 10 in a row by Tom Seaver. who did it in 1970. Baton Rouge's own Aaron Nola did it uh, last June, and Corbin Burns did it uh, last August. So uh, 10 in a row, major league record, consecutive strikeouts. 28, Babe Ruth hits his number 42 as the Yankees uh, beat the Browns 12-1. to He's four weeks ahead of uh, his 27th pace when he hit 60 homers, but Ruth only hit 54 that year in 28. Also in 28, the Americans sweep the medals uh, at a rainy Olympic pole vault final event in Amsterdam as Sabin Carr uh, pole vaulted 13 feet 9 inches. Of course, uh, Mondo Duplantis holds a record now, which he just set the other day at 20 feet 4 and a quarter. In 33, uh, New York future Hall of Fame pitcher Carl Hubble sets a major league record for consecutive scoreless Innings at 45 and a third. The Giants lose, though, 3-1 to one versus the Braves. The record is held by Oral Hershiser at 59 innings. He set that in 1988. Of course, he beat the Dodger, uh, Don Drysdale's record, who set it in 68, that hitless year in the major leagues when Bob Gibson had a 1.12 ERA. <laughs> Unbelievable. In 41, the Yankees pitcher uh, Lefty Gomez sets a major league record for most walks in a shutout. He issued 11 walks. In a 9-0 win versus the Browns. To give up 11. And he didn't throw a no-hitter, so he gave up some hits. How many? I'm not sure. But uh, the Browns had 14 or so base runners. And uh, don't they get shut out. Anyway, in 45, outfielder. Gretna's own Mellot hit his historic 500th home run on this date uh, for the Braves' Johnny Hutchins and joins Babe Ruth and Jimmy Fox as the only players in Major League history to hit 500 home runs at that time. Of course, he's the first National Leaguer to reach that milestone. In 57, Gil Hodges hits his 13th Major League career Graham Slam, an NFL, an NL record that lasted uh, ever, the, and it was the last ever by Brooklyn Dodger. Of course, the Dodgers in 58 moved to Los Angeles. That's why the... Uh, yeah, he was the last of Brooklyn Grand <laughs> Slam. Elsewhere, I thought this was interesting. In 1957, ex-major leaguer outfielder Glenn Corbus throws a regulation baseball 445 feet and 10 inches in a game promotion played in the. He only played in the majors for three years, but threw us. Uh, Major League Baseball, 445 feet. That's pretty impressive. That's from dead center in the old Yankee Stadium to home plate. So I think uh, the old Tiger Stadium, yeah, too. Yeah, the Polo Grounds, I think it was 460. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, it was, they were Polo Grounds. Uh, the lines were short, but That's, center field was a beast. You wonder why maybe Mel Hot hit 500 yeah. home runs. I think what uh, uh, right field might have been 260, something 265, like something like that. You're right. Anyway, in uh, 1964, Dan Big Daddy Garlitz becomes the first drag racer to run the quarter mile at 200 miles an hour. He goes 201.34 at a dragway in New Jersey. Elsewhere, in 1971, Richard Petty wins the Dixie 500 in Atlanta, Georgia, become the first NASCAR driver to win a million dollars in career earnings. That's in 1971. In 1978, on this date, uh, the Atlanta Braves uh, trounced the Cincinnati Reds 16-4, but that's not the issue. Pete Rose's NL hitting streak uh, at 44 games. Ron Garber fans rose in the top of the ninth to end that streak at 44 games. Elsewhere, birthdays today, Jack Kramer, of course, American tennis player, won Wimbledon in 47, the Open in 46, 47, born in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, uh, Jack passed away in 09. Roy Williams, uh, Hall of Fame basketball coach at Kansas for 15 years and 18 years at North Carolina. Three-time NCAA champ in 05, 09, and 17, all at North Carolina. And one delayed birthday I wanted to give a shout-out to, born on this date in 1943, was William Hathorne, Blackjack Landry. I wanted to give that out. uh, Any relation? uh, First cousin. Is that right? Yeah, he was equipment manager at UL for 37 years and – I think he's the only uh, person to have a bronze statue erected for him in uh, Cajun Field. William Blackjack Landry would have celebrated uh, birthday number 79 today, if he'd still be with us. Bill passed away on August 16th uh, in 1998, and uh, sorely missed by old, old, uh, old Cajun fans, I do uh, say. Anyway, the quote of the day, here by Pete Rose since uh, his hitting streak was stopped. 
And if you slid in the bases head first for 20 years, you'd be ugly, too. There you go. <laughs> Pete Rose. Charlie uh, Hustle. Oh, yeah. Charlie uh, lied to us for 11 years. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned all those strikeouts, uh, consecutive strikeouts. Yet another immaculate inning. Oh, really? Yesterday, the Angels' uh, Reed Detmers became the first pitcher in seven years with a no-hitter and an immaculate inning in the same season. Uh, doing it against Texas yesterday, the Rangers uh, matched the 79 San Francisco Giants as the only lineups to have three immaculate innings thrown against them in a season. Houston posted two immaculate innings in the same game June 15th uh, against the Rangers. Uh, Detmers pitched a no-hitter against Tampa on May 10th, struck out three Texas hitters on nine pitches in the second inning for the 109th immaculate inning in baseball history for what that's worth. Wow. Anyway, immaculate inning, folks, it's uh, nine strikes and nine either swings or call strikes. And, and does uh, a foul ball count? I think so. As long I, as it's, yeah, it's as long as it's the it, first or second strike, I right. guess. Right, and it's, uh, yeah, nine, nine pitches, nine strikes, and uh, you're out of here. And uh, as you said, how many we had? 111 so far, 110? Still think most managers would rather have through three routine ground balls on three pitches in an inning and be done with it and save uh, your pitcher another six. Uh, yeah, I wonder how many, uh, how many innings in Major League Baseball had three-pitch innings. Any, could you have not have a three pitch inning? I'm trying to think. Is there can't any imagine way, how. Uh, anyway, if a, if a batter unless, gets thrown out the game for challenging a call he made in a game early, uh, in an inning earlier, catcher's interference would be an, a pitch, right? That's correct. So I'm, I'm trying to see how someone could get on base without a pitch being thrown, yeah, and then get picked off, yeah, and then you could have two batted outs, but. Yeah. Remember over that North Carolina league and steal first base? There you go. Anyway, who would have thought that ever happened? Anyway, that's uh, sports history today for August 1st uh, here on uh, Bayou Sports. Uh, Jeff, any uh, further headlines or remarks? No, that's it. Uh, but again, uh, big news in Deshaun Watson. Apparently six games is going to be the suspension, and uh, the Players Association says they will not appeal it. And the NFL has, I guess, until the close of business Wednesday to appeal. So we'll yeah, see. We'll see what the commissioner has to say. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not so sure we might hear from him today, too, in that regard. All right. I want to thank our sponsors, including L.A. Classic Roofing, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, Headache and Pain Center, and Schwing Insurance. More Bayou Sports tomorrow. Lee Kane, the Breakfast Club After News, brought to us by David Funeral Homes. Stay with us.